Sup, you've reached Clarissa. I'm out somewhere being da bomb and can't answer. My bad. <laughs> Leave me your name number and a sweet message and I'll hit you up later. Peace. Hey, it's Amelia. And Sherrick. You told us to call, let you know what we're doing. We're, we get your voicemail almost every week at this point. Oh, well, I guess we'll leave you a message about what we're up to and our pop culture thoughts of the week, and hopefully we'll hear back from you soon. It's like we have a podcast about, hey, stay off of clean t- cleaning TikTok because they're just teaching you how to make various gases that will kill you and your whole family. Don't do it. What cleaning TikTok have you been on? <laughs> so you haven't, okay, so like, I, I've been I've been on cleaning TikTok, which clean is like talk? a commute, yeah, clean talk, for like a day and all it is is motherfuckers just pouring like eight different kinds of cleaners into their toilets and then like it'll smash cut to someone else being like you just made mustard gas great congratulations like <laughs> that's crazy because i've i watched a lot of cleaning videos on tiktok and i've never seen well i mean not that i've never seen anything like that but like uh-huh. i've seen a lot of other kinds of cleaning videos on tiktok Fair enough. But it's like the motherfuckers that are like, they're just making a seven layer salad of cleaning supplies yeah, in their fucking toilet. Yeah, no, those are all the ones that I that that I have been like inundated with. And oh, I'm trying weird. desperately to like hard left off of clean talk now. <laughs> yeah, or no, maybe I'm I just watched... on maybe oh. I'm just on dark, dark humor talk because yeah, it's maybe. just like that. And they're just like, don't do this. This is you're killing everyone in your family by doing this. Yeah, because I watch a lot of videos where they're like reorganizing stuff or like cleaning their kitchen after a depressive episode or a like a week of not doing anything because of ADHD or something or their Mm -hmm. bedroom or I've seen a lot of cleaning videos where it's like oh we're gonna clean the stove or we're gonna clean our sink and they're putting soap and sponges and I don't really give a shit about Mm -hmm. those those ones are boring to me but I like the ones where people are like putting stuff away but anyway yeah but yeah don't mix your cleaning supplies without like researching it Mm -hmm. (laughs) i will say that like my curious my curious ass as like a fucking six or seven year old was like i wonder what kind of potions i can make with all this stuff underneath the sink and i was so mad when my guardian would like throw it out i'm like no that was my research that explains so much no i'm just kidding no you're not joking and that's the sad part Um, or i mean i am joking i really am i really am you just made me confused probably because i've been huffing cleaning place too oh man that's funny but like so like my my uh uncle was like really into like ginseng so he would get like just packets and packets of or pallets rather of ginseng in the little like vials Mm, okay like it was like liquid and i remember smelling it and being like this is gross what the fuck are you doing drinking this (laughs) shit i hated it Mm -hmm. but then he would leave the bottles out and they're only like this big i was like i could make like a potion and like Mm -hmm. not to like drink but like I was like, yeah. I just like wanted to see like what would happen if I mixed all these things together, yeah, you know, yeah. like just like young chemists, like because you remember like when we were kids, they don't do this shit anymore, really. They, well, that's a lie. They do it in a different way. I'm not trying to sound like a boomer, but like you remember, like we would, they would be like, 
you, like your mini science kits that you would get mm-hmm. that had like prepackaged like mm-hmm. chemicals and, and stuff. And, yeah. yeah. So yeah. you could like, you know, make your own like little fucking chemist set in your mm-hmm. kitchen and you're you could threaten to just create some sort of vile concoction that would like foam up all over your kitchen table and destroy the finish off it and shit. Yep. Anyway, like that's I didn't have any of those, so I was trying to make my own. <laughs> Oh, oh man. man. All right. So, oh no. I just read a headline uh, on this website that I enjoy that says, Forget Golden Child and Black Sheep. I was the knife kid. <laughs> Which oh, I was what like, What does that mean? I, I don't know what that means. But the thing, the reason that it caught my attention is because I, because I, I saw the words golden child and black sheep, and I was like, uh-huh. I'm a rare combination of both of those things. Uh-huh. <laughs> anyway, we'll move on from that and onto this cute thing that I don't have a segment specifically named for this or whatever. Maybe uh-huh. it could be like a bootleg version of lemons into lemonade, but like uh-huh. it's not really a bad situation made better. It's kind yeah. of just like a, a good time made great, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. So I showed it to Amelia. We're just I'm just going to kind of tell you what, what's going on here. So it's this cute, this cute couple and they're playing like a charades-esque kind of game. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm sure there's a name for it, but what have you. But so and they're doing this on a birthday. It doesn't say whose birthday it is. Mm-hmm. So we'll, we'll, of course, put this on Instagram, uh, on our Instagram, which is at A-S-W-A-Y-D-P-O-D. And I think y'all should just. Y'all should just tell us what you think of it. Mm -hmm. Amelia, if you want to tell a little bit of your reaction on it, and then I'll talk about what it is. Yeah, so it's not charades because they're not not acting things out, but I don't Mm -hmm. know. I guess it would be like, what's that game called that I play all the time? I don't know. Anyway, but you're, you're using, you're trying to describe something to get them to guess a specific word. Exactly, yeah. And she guesses all four words. And he, like, when she guesses a word, he, like, throws the card on the floor. And so at the end, he, like, bends down to pick up the cards. And then when he pops back up, he's proposing because the Mm -hmm. words are, will you marry me? She Mm -hmm. just didn't say them in the right order. Right. Guess them in the right, in the order, which is, I mean, he didn't do it in the right order. Right. Which I think was smart. Yeah. 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 Um, But then he was like, oh, that's not the right order. And then he's like, this is the right order. And then says, will you marry me? And for a second, she just, like, thinks it's funny or whatever and then all of a sudden she realizes no like he's honestly proposing and she's like holy shit <laughs> like she's just mm-hmm. like smiling and crying and screaming and yeah, yeah it's, exactly it's just really really cute yeah I, I thought it was really cute it makes me think of there's this <laughs> what i'm just rewatching it that's oh. all <laughs> so like her, her fucking face was like that is <laughs> yeah. she like turns to look at him she's yeah. so funny yeah oh, sorry go on um no it reminds me of this episode of will and grace where grace is trying to get her boyfriend to propose and is like we should have a dinner party with you and me and will and our friend mary and she keeps trying to be like okay what should the seating chart be and he keeps like saying the names like around the table but she's trying to get him to say in the right order like will you marry me mm-hmm. like for the spots at the table yep that's adorable and it's cute but it's also not cute because it's not his idea 
Like no, she's, I just mean the I just mean the, yeah. the, the, the thought is cute, but yes, I'm sure yeah. yes. In the in the episode, once he figures out what she's doing, she's like he's like upset because he's like, I'm not ready for that, and like like whatever. I, mm-hmm. I think they might break up after that. I don't really remember. I think that's when she okay. dated um Woody Harrelson. <laughs> Yes, Woody Harrelson. I was, like, I, I was like, I won't be able to help you. I don't know. No, I know. Woody Harrelson. Okay. Super weird that she dates him for a while. But I think that's when it is. And yeah, like, of course, she doesn't try to do it in a way that's like, she's asking him. Because, mm-hmm. you know, it was the early 2000s. And it's a very whatever. Yep show from that mm-hmm. time and so of course she needs the man to ask her but uh so she's trying to trick him into asking her and of course it's not gonna work <laughs> like what okay anyway this mm-hmm. is much better this video is much better it's very very cute it's so sweet and it's funny because uh, a new season of queer eye just came out and i was watching mm-hmm. a couple episodes this morning and in one of them there was a surprise purple oh cute i do love that anyway yeah it's so it's 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 a really cute video i love that like i don't know i i I have always been kind of a a bit of a snob about proposals because i'm like you're gonna propose in your fucking pajamas bro not saying that happens in this video but i've seen proposals where it's just like i'm in my pajamas or whatever but Mm -hmm. i think that like the casual nature of this lends to the surprise. Cause it's like, mm-hmm. if you get like, if you've been together a significant amount of time with a person and like, they all of a sudden want to get like dressed fancy and stuff. I think sometimes it's like, Oh, this is, this is the moment, you know? Mm-hmm. And so for them to just be having fun at a birthday situation and he's, they're, they're playing together. And I love, I, this is like such a, a, a black thing <laughs> where they're just like, they're, they're just like people yelling in the background, just, people just coming in and out and just you can see the the woman in the background right when he gets down and the camera kind of comes back up mm-hmm. she is just trying to keep it sewed together mm-hmm. like she just like blank face and then as soon as she realizes you can see her cheeks rise because she's like ah you know like yeah uh, it's so it's so so good yeah so yeah, anyway, watch it. But that's not at all what we're talking about. Uh, we're talking about something on the opposite side of this <laughs> today. We, we got the warm fuzzies and now we're talking about fucking child soldier war. <laughs> <laughs> which I only laugh about because uh, that is how we typically introduce episodes in which we talk about Animorphs. Yes. Actual child soldiers and wars, not funny. Animorphs. Yeah. Also not funny necessarily, but like in some ways, like fucking so. yes. Well, I was gonna say really the only funny part about like is just the way that we introduced it, but yeah. that's that's neither here nor there. So when when last we left you, mm-hmm. we were talking about um, we were also talking about child soldiers that were facing off against the animorphs and how the being, which I think is essentially like the animorphs version of Satan was like hey jake i hate you and everything you stand for fuck you i wish you i, I wish i could find a way to murder you because you've ruined all my plans mm-hmm. and he just like does like the troll face as he like leaves we're gonna we're gonna get back to him <laughs> he's we, we get to we get to talk about him pretty pretty soon once again so apropos of nothing my short 
my short uh lived unhinged thought of the week is i bought uh red vines last night at a mm. walgreens mm-hmm. and i almost ran downstairs to go and grab them because i was like man i fucking love red vines i don't know why i don't have these more um, <laughs> I, also, I also bought popcorners from the super bowl commercials which flavor the cinnamon like cin- cinnamon something i forget mm. so cinnamon sugar probably but they do t- very much just taste like very thin rice cakes they do, yeah. If you're familiar, mm-hmm. so anyway. yeah, I was really obsessed with the kettle corn version of them, which is okay. one of their original flavors. I think like they mm-hmm. had like three flavors for a while, and then yeah, at the Super Bowl they were like, "We have a bunch now," or whatever. I don't know. <laughs> we have six flavors. Seven. You make seven. <laughs> oh yeah, that's right. <laughs> I used to be like really obsessed with them, and then like and got them all the time and ate them all the time and mm-hmm. i've had a bag of them for months now and have barely touched them so adhd things anyway <laughs> lovely okay so uh, away from the unhingedness uh we're on to books 27 and 28 the exposed and the experiment now mm. i i don't remember these books very well uh if i'm being flat honest with you mm-hmm. They are both ghost written books. Okay. So they they are K.A. Applegate, but they are obviously written by someone else. Mm-hmm. This person has the greatest last name I think I've seen it, uh, in a quite a while. So The Exposed is written by Laura Batyani Weiss uh, or Weiss, depending on how it is pronounced. Okay. Based on an outline by K.A. Applegate and Michael Grant, who is uh, K.A. Applegate's husband. Um, so obviously you know great that you know mm-hmm. that the, they provided an outline and all that good stuff and that she actually gets credit even though it's Kay applegate's name on the on the tin what have mm-hmm. you so this book starts off, oh sorry this is the like i said the 27th book in the series it was written in february 1999 came out in february 1999 and it is a rachel narrated book the cover is rachel turning into a giant squid which is fucking kind of terrifying yep. especially because like it like the the second stage because you know the way that they do the, the book is like it's a mm-hmm. stages mm-hmm. the second stage just looks like rachel's giving like the rock eyebrow because her one eye kind of gets big <laughs> and it just keeps going i fucking love that <laughs> let me quick just grab the uh here let me toss it in the in the chat for you there so you can see what it looks like for real reels but yeah so i being sort of a rachel apologist was like you know very much a fan of this book rachel's probably one of my favorite characters Mm -hmm. there you go and we'll get into it basically uh the way this book starts oh my god that's freaky isn't it i hate (laughs) it I hate it. <laughs> these covers, these covers get wild, yo! I swear to you. Okay, they so, thought they'd seen it all. They were wrong. Yes. With one yes. too many el- ellipses. ellipses. Yeah. There's four, there's, <laughs> there's four instead of three. Yep. So this book starts with Cassie, Rachel, and Eric King, which is their chi friend. So if you aren't familiar with the chi, they're the like dog robots that have the holograms. And they are basically sworn to pacif- uh, to be pacifists. Mm-hmm. So they're just hanging out at the mall. And all like of a sudden, yeah, 
just have just actually having a normal one like literally just having a normal one Mm -hmm. and then all of a sudden eric's hologram starts malfunctioning and they're like what and he's like what oh that's not me i'm not doing that and so they're like oh this is bad like this is bad Mm -hmm. bad because they're like out in public Mm -hmm. and if all of a sudden like someone is like now this isn't in the age of like people having cell phones so like it can be immediately documented but like Mm -hmm. if somebody sees this happening they're probably going to tell the police which you know Mm -hmm. you know gets you know it it becomes obviously a very bad thing Mm -hmm. so they they barely managed to get him like hidden in a way because like he's like flickering and shit Mm-hmm. And they basically regroup with the rest of like the chi that are in hiding, and they find that Eric is not the only one that is having this issue. Mm. They're all having this issue, of course. So they are like, "Yo, we think that there is interference with a Pemiolite ship that is hidden in the ocean, and there are two chi currently in danger, while the rest of them are like just hidden because you know." They're not like infiltrating families or anything like this. Essentially, they're like pretending to be their own family unit so they can they can kind of d- disappear. And like not very many people are going to ask questions except for maybe like, you know, teachers and stuff. But it's like they obviously can cover that um, by saying they're going on vacation or what have you. So one of the chi that is in danger is named Lords or Lourdes. I never know how to pronounce that. Uh, L-O-U-R-D-E-S, Lourdes, perhaps, mm-hmm. which <laughs> I love this word. It's my favorite word. They're hidden in a flop house where drug fencing occurs. But a SWAT team that happens to have a controller in it uh, are going to raid this house. So the Animorphs basically group up, they rescue Lourdes, and they are like, well, we have to go to the bottom of the ocean mm-hmm. to fix this. now." But the mm-hmm. problem is, is that like we're talking like deep pressure ocean. They really don't have, they don't, they don't have it. They don't have this. Like they, they can't go to like the gardens to like get a deep, sea morph Mm -hmm. so they're like well how the fuck do we because obviously like how the fuck do we get down there then right so the the problem solver as i like to call her cassie is like uh obviously we could morph a giant squid Mm -hmm. problem off of that solution though is that they don't know where to get that morph or any idea where to get it right all they know is that they're like sperm whales capture giant squids Uh so they're like well we don't really know what to do fortune smiles upon them and as one of them is watching the news, they find out that a sperm whale has been con- has been beached. Oh, it's like is beached, so they're like awesome. Yeah. So Tobias, yeah, and awesome Ra- beach whale. <laughs> no, I get well, they're like I get aw- it, I get awesome it. for their purposes, not yes. awesome for the whale. Yes, no, I know. <laughs> so, well, but yeah, I just want to clarify. I don't think beached whales are awesome. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I think beached whales being rescued and safely reintroduced into the environment are are awesome, though. So Rachel and Tobias acquire it. Mm-hmm. And they dive to find a giant squid. Mm-hmm. And they get into a battle. They they capture it. The group then acquires the squid and then they release it. So the squid obviously uh, gets to live another day. The uh, I, I don't think that the book really comes back around to what happens to the whale, unfortunately. But they dive down to the ship, which... <sighs> The book shows um, just on the other side of the cover. So the thing about the cover is, is it's one of those like the covers always have a cutout. Mm -hmm. So the eye is the cutout 
on the cover, which shows the, so on the next page, it is the Animorphs in that giant squid morph diving down to the Pemulite ship. Mm -hmm. And when I tell you this looks like one of those fucking robot dogs in the 90s that we would, like, that people will go gaga over and target, Uh it it looks just like fucking one of those. So there there you go there's the in there's the inner cover oh yeah it does down it's to the fucking snoopy look yeah that was gonna say down to the fucking snoopy ears and shit yeah 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 yeah, yeah. well that's so, less i like that much better than the actual cover <laughs> yeah i i mean it makes sense it makes i i, I understand mm. where you're coming from on that it's not it's not particularly like awesome so anyway as a quick aside note I have to I have to read you the the various ali- aliases that, because this is a Rachel book and I've been meaning to do this for several uh, of her turns now but I haven't. Mm-hmm. These are all of the aliases in which Rachel is referred to during the course of this book or uh, the series. Okay. Miss Fashion, Miss Properly Applied Makeup, Miss Has It All Looks and Brains, Storm, Xena Warrior Princess, Xena, Mighty Xena. Psycho, Gorgeous Warmonger, Rachel of the Dark Heart, Goddess of War, and the Forgotten Animorphs along with Tobias. Alrighty then. Okay. Mm-hmm. So those are all of the things in which she is she has been called at one point or another. Anyway, point Ooh. being, so they reach the ship and they they're, they're following the signal to find it, and it's obviously very very deep in the water. Mm-hmm. The they use a single digit access code to infiltrate it. And they get in and it's relatively painless until they realize that in in fixing the programming of the Chi, they have also uh, triggered a self-destruct sequence. Of course. Obviously. So that kind of sucks. So they are then, uh, to to make matters worse, they are then confronted by a being called the Drode, which they're like, what the fuck? who where did you even come from my dude like what mm-hmm. are you mm-hmm. he then is like yo so i see you're having a bit of an issue <laughs> number one i hate all of you and i'm i'm going to threaten you and i'm i'm insulting all of you mm-hmm. and then number two he's like you guys pissed off my 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 buddy krayak uh or my my master krayak basically and then he's like, but you, Rachel, you're kind of chill. How about you uh, take this cool offer I got for you? And then he does like the trade offer meme. And he's mm-hmm. like, I receive you receive greatness and power and uh, you get to sit at the 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 side of Krayak. I receive death of Jake. Like, <laughs> <laughs> death of Jake. <laughs> yes. <laughs> So she's like, so he's like, yo, Rachel, if you want Kreak's favor, you should murder Jake. You know, the guy with the awful face that Kreak and I hate because he's dumb and stupid. Mm-hmm. And Rachel's like, uh, what? <laughs> <laughs> this seems to be an unintentional distraction because now the Yurks are here and the group is like, well, f- we have to fight them now. And then they're like, well. We're going to just, like, allow them to gain control. We're going to, like, mm-hmm. retreat. But as the battle is, like, reaching its climax, Eric appears, which they're like, what the fuck? Like, mm-hmm. where did he even come from? Uh-huh. And specifically, the one that is shocked by this is the Drode themselves. And Eric is just like, oh, hey, what does this button do? <laughs> 
know what that is. That's the ship's hostility containment program. Uh, so, <laughs> so he hits this button because obviously he can't fight. His programming will not allow him to, but he can click mm-hmm. a button. Mm-hmm. And so the Yerks and the Animorphs and the Droid are all forced to leave the ship. Mm-hmm. And the, the she have their holograms restored. And that is the end. So, yeah, so this is the first appearance of the Droad. He reveals that the whole reason that this happened, basically, is is because because of Krayak. Mm-hmm. Like, so the, the whole thing with the the the, um, the holograms fucking or f- being getting all fucky is because mm-hmm. of that. Mm-hmm. And the Droad is also like, yo, the reason that he targets Rachel specifically instead of one of the other Animorphs, which honestly, like, would have been a smarter play. Mm hmm. In my opinion, because like, you know, like Rachel and and Jake are blood related, you know, mm-hmm. not to say that they won't betray each other. But like mm-hmm. if he was going to go for anybody, I would think that he he should think to go for somebody not directly related to Jake. But maybe mm-hmm. he thinks that like, I don't know, he, it's clear that they don't know too much about humans here because like they're really yeah. just like, hey, Rachel has shown that she's like bloodthirsty and it, is super into combat. So like that is stuff that values anyway so mm-hmm. anyway one of the things that is left out in, in the plot summary but i wanted to make a note of is that rachel is asked out on a date mm. by this there's a boy named tt and she berates herself for hesitating and considering the offer uh, because she considers tobias uh, of uh, as her boyfriend mm-hmm. But she's like, well, TT can take me to a movie and dinner without the need to demorph. And then when he asks her again, she's like, nah, that's I'm actually not going to go with that, because even though he's normal, he didn't really put his fears aside to, like, dive into peril to protect and rescue her like Tobias does. Because at one point, like during like before the fight, Tobias, who has severe hydrophobia, Mm -hmm. like basically put powered through it to make sure that Rachel was okay, And she's like, I'd rather have him. (laughs) So. One uh, thing to note as well is that the president was unnamed in the David trilogy. You remember that they were they had they were like, yo, the, we have to go make sure that the president is cool. Mm-hmm. However, they 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 do name Bill Clinton in this book. Oh, OK. <laughs> so this is so if that helps put time timelines for you. Bill Clinton is still the president as of this book. Mm-hmm. It's the 90s. Yes. Yes, yes, yes. The book 20,000 Leagues Under the Sea is also referenced in this as well. This is the sixth book in which the Animorphs all acquire the same new morph. Um, And in the inside cover quote is Rachel's getting a sinking feeling. Mm. Sinking. Yep. Some inconsistencies slash goofs. Tobias corrects Cassie when she refers to Calamari as squid, stating that Calamari is octopus. But Tobias is incorrect. Cassie is correct. Calamari is indeed squid. While attempting to acquire the sperm whale, Jake asks where Cassie is, to which Rachel responds that Cassie's too busy trying to save the whale and that it would be difficult to pry her away. By However, by the next page, she's in seagull morph. So <laughs> couldn't have been that difficult, I guess. Yep. Upon landing in the ocean, Jake, depel- Jake tells Cassie to demorph first and Tobias to go last. Tobias then demorphs and waits for Rachel, meaning that Tobias did not go last. As Rachel treads water, Tobias tells her it is time to morph into the whale and she agrees out loud using her human mouth the book then states she is focusing on the mental image of the whale and then immediately describes her demorphing from seagull to human struggling to tread water until her feathers become fingers if she was in gull morph she wouldn't have been able to speak out loud so it's just like some some mm-hmm. uh i think tense yeah. they just, they, i think they fucked the tensing up a little bit yeah. 
Yeah, those are the really little ones that I want to point out. There's other ones, but I'm not going to like just give you all the fun facts mm-hmm. of the Anwar books here. So, what do you think? <laughs> just fucking wild, you know? Yeah, yeah, just pretty wild. I get oh, why man. you don't remember this one as well. Yeah, and it's like it's. I don't want to go out and say that like I don't think every one of the you know animorph books isn't important in their own way, but like mm-hmm. some of them are obviously going to be much more memorable than others depending right. on things. Right. And to be honest, I actually thought before I like you know started doing my my look sees into which books we were going to talk about today. Mm-hmm. I thought this this book was actually the next book that Rachel narrates, which mm. that one gets really fucking weird. Okay. So that's the 32nd book. This is the 27th. So. Got it. So, yeah, there's that. Let's move on to The Experiment, which is an X book. This was written by Amy Garvey, based on an outline by Kay Applegate and Michael Grant. It is Axe's fifth narration and his third as a sole narrator. Okay. So this book is a little bit harder to to get a plot summary on. Someone just like gave like the shortest paragraph they possibly could. Mm-hmm. And I didn't unfortunately have time to just like reread the entire book to tell to, to write down notes, but so I borrowed uh some some notes from the library ladies uh who talk about this book. So thanks shout out to the library ladies of Minnesota for that. Appreciate awesome. you. So uh, this starts out with Axe building himself a scoop, which is essentially just like a mini like Andalite home. He also manages to get a TV. We are easily reminded that Axe is uh, just a fucking genius with technology. So he's able to get this television to work despite him living in this mostly organic home. Mm -hmm. He states that he him and Tobias now have an afternoon ritual of watching good quality television, the young and the restless. (laughs) Marco Marco shows up and he's bored. He's looking for mall trip buddies and they're like, okay, well, we'll go to the mall. And then on their way, they run into the recently restored Eric who has a possible mission for them. So he states that the Yerks have recently been very interested in some animal testing facilities and they don't know what they're doing, but they're mm-hmm. like, well, but it's the Yerks, so clearly it can't be something good. So maybe we should mm-hmm. look into this. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like maybe we shouldn't just let them go unchecked into this. So they kind of re- group everybody up. And of course, they all come to the decision that, yes, letting them run unchecked with this thing is a bad idea. So we'll check it out. Mm-hmm. They they morph into their, you know, their their travel morphs and they scout it out. And they find that the building is highly fortified and they are they they find out that like any animal that gets too close is is hit with an invisible force shield that fries them. So it's like, oh, shit, they can't even it's like they can't even like, you know, just like dive bomb into this place. Mm -hmm. They will get taken out. So they scout it and they realize that they see a truck come in Mm -hmm. in, into the facility and, and be allowed access. and. They note that it's full of chimpanzees, which like okay. the Yerks are fucking crazy. Because let me tell you, based off of what I know about bonobos and chimpanzees, I ain't, I ain't fucking with either of them ever yeah. in my life, ever, nope. ever. Chimp- chimpanzees will pull your fucking full o- foot off like they don't give a shit. Yep. So bold move by the by the Yerks on this one. 
really uh chimps probably would be a pretty good battle morph because they just go fucking feral uh anyway so ax and tobias are scouting out the route to the van with the chimps takes and they note that it goes through a very long tunnel and mm-hmm. thus a very insane plan is sprung <laughs> they're going to they're going to dive bomb the truck just as it heads into the tunnel there they're going to demorph and form a human chain lowering cassie down to open the back of the truck Oh, fuck. (laughs) They all jump in, which, again, like I just said, this is fucking crazy. (laughs) Okay, wait a minute. So forming a human chain, like, like down from, like, like hanging down? Yeah, I assume so. Okay, so they're like a barrel of monkeys? (laughs) Basically. (laughs) Anyway. which, like, let, let me clear just to just to clarify, as somebody who worked in a zoo, chimpanzees are apes. I know. No, no, no. Not, that's not for you. That's not for you. Okay. I know you know. That's not for you. It's for everybody else. Yeah. <laughs> Even the bare naked ladies who I'm, whom I love very much, they have a song called Another Postcard Chimps, and they call them monkeys. And I'm like, ah, it's wrong. Anyway, it yeah. doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. That's like people who say orangutans. Anyway, uh... Let me exit my my zoo snob era and return to. <laughs> I apologize. I'm just joking, but you know, words words mean things. Mm-hmm. So anyway, they back to the insaneness that is happening. So they're going to lower Cassie in, and then they're going to all to to basically to to open the back of the truck, and then they're all going to jump in and acquire these chimps, which is like I don't want to get close. I, like I don't want to, like I don't want to get close to chimps as I have previously already stated. Mm-hmm. And then once they get to a stoplight, they're just going to release these other chimps. Okay. <laughs> Which the library ladies are like, this doesn't go well for some passing cars. Like no fucking shit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I had no idea. <laughs> yeah, let's just re- like I I get it, but like let's just fucking release these chimps into the captivity just for no ass reason. Mm-hmm. That won't get them killed or anything. Mm-hmm. So basically, they pull a fucking one of the Fast and the Furious style moves out of the out of the hat before the Fast and the Furious could do it, and they do a, a bait and switch where now they are the chimpanzees inside. So they are in the facility. They're they're they are carted into a room that is full of other chimps that are caged. Cassie is the first to demorph to let everybody out, but then they hear uh, the old Visser Three approaching down the hall. So she races back to her cage because she's like, mm-hmm. "That that would be the worst thing to happen mm-hmm. right now," and she remorphs back into a chimp. So okay. her clock her clock is reset, and she's like, "I gotta have a I gotta distract him." Mm-hmm. I gotta, I gotta think of something. Take a wild stab as to what she does. I have no idea. <laughs> she fucking throws shit at him. <laughs> How stereotypical, God. Yeah, she. <laughs> yeah, she. She gets these fucking chimps to throw shit at him, mm-hmm. and he is mad, and he's like, uh. Yo, release the taxons on the chimps because we we don't need them anyway. <laughs> and if I should remind you, taxons are giant fucking alien centipedes with jello eyes and they are ravenous to the point that they will cannibalize uh, themselves or their direct friends and family. They do not give a single shit. Oh. So this is obviously very bad. 
while while they're in chimp morph, the animorphs release the others and they fight off the taxons because now it is Planet of the Apes versus the taxons up in this bitch. Yep. <laughs> and they make their way out of the facility. However, they they find that the mission is a success and they learn that the next stage of whatever is happening mm-hmm. is taking place at a meatpacking plant. So Tobias and Axe are, are once again out to scout what is happening. They uh they relay what they found. So when it's not covered with a force field, the plant is using my favorite made up thing in the universe, Gleet biofilters, which is what was frying those animals before. Okay. So if you remember those if you remember what those are, they are essentially they're essentially metal detectors, but they are coded to like DNA and the, the wrong DNA means you're fried. Mm, okay. So, which is why any birds or whatever that was that were like flying overhead, they would fly into it because they didn't see that it was there and then they would mm-hmm. get fried because it's like, hey, you're not a yerk. You don't have a yerk in you. Fucking mm-hmm. die. So they are basically like the only way to get in then is as a cow into this meat packing plant, which is like that's that's crazy. dangerous. Yeah. That's <laughs> that's crazy. Yep. And they find out that the steer that are being delivered to this place are mm. in a field some distance away. So Cassie, once again, is the MVP. She's like, two of us will morph steer, the rest of us will hide in the steer's nostrils as flies. Because Fun. they go organisms within other living organisms within other living creatures don't trigger the filter Mm, so they're like you know like so if there's like a flea or something like inside or or like a tapeworm or something like Mm -hmm. inside of it that's not gonna trigger it it's just Mm -hmm. gonna okay so so it's smart but it's just not fun (laughs) yeah yeah terrifying still but but it's a smart it's a smart idea so they they do their whole rock, paper, scissors thing, but not really. They just kind of just decide who's going to do it. Mm-hmm. And it comes down to Axe and Tobias are going to morph the steer okay. uh, because they go, well, if you have to demorph, you're not going to re- like you two are the non-humans of the group, technically, because mm-hmm. Tobias would demorph into a red-hailed hawk and Axe would demorph into an Andalite mm-hmm. rather than humans. So they're like, well, if things go south, then y'all will do that. And, mm-hmm. you know, it won't give up the game totally. Yeah. So Marco, Rachel, Tobias, and Axe, basically everybody but Cassie and Jake, go to acquire the morphs that they need. Mm -hmm. And while they're there, they find that there are some drunken cow tippers that are out in the um, out in the field. And Axe tries to disguise himself as a cow because he hasn't quite gotten the morph yet. He looks kind of like he what he could you know what what could Mm be. But they spot him and they're like, "Oh shit! What the fuck kind of crazy ass cow is that?" He quickly knocks them out with the with the you know the blunt side of his tail blade, mm, okay. So that so that the hopefully that you know no one's gonna believe what they saw. Mm-hmm. Plus they're drunk, so they they're like, okay, well we're not all they 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 acquire the steer, and they're like, okay, cool, cows are pretty docile, we'll be fine mm-hmm. until they realize that the difference between steer and bulls is that steer are they they are essentially like neutered. Mm-hmm. so they don't have that they are bulls <laughs> they have all gotten bull dna yeah. so mm-hmm. cassie cassie has to step in once again to stop them from charging each other or from her but now they're like well now we have another problem the unit the transport unit will definitely notice the fact that they're all bulls and they'll mm-hmm. call in about it so 
So they're like, Jake's like, I hold on, let me step, let me step into the MVP zone. I have a great idea. Uh, Marco will drive. <laughs> Which, if you need reminding, Marco is the worst driver that has ever driven in the history of ever. <laughs> oh, so Lord. to make to make things even more brilliant, it's gonna be fucking Marco in Gorilla Morph driving this truck. <laughs> cause then, oh cause then, cause then he can fucking knock out the men when they arrive with the truck. They're gonna be like, "What the fuck?" Yeah. Bap! Like, just knock their heads together. And then Jake is going to put on the uniform of the passenger with the clipboard so he can Mm -hmm. confirm their cargo. And then Gorilla Marco is going to put on what clothes he can manage because uh, they're like, well, it has to be Gorilla Marco, one, for the strength, and two, regular Marco can't reach the truck pedals. So... As as I stated before, Marco drives terribly. It almost uh, tips over at least once, and several fences are damaged in the process of getting to the plant. Once they get there, the guards are convinced that uh, the driver is drunk, but they pass and let him in. Mm-hmm. And then they're like, well, cool. We don't need to actually do that whole part where Marco just knocks these motherfuckers out. They just mm-hmm. let, let us in. So they morph flies, and they join Cassie and Rachel and, and, and Axe Bull and Axe Tobias. And they are, they are correct and successful to to get through the biofilters. Okay. So once they're in, they the fly the, those in Flymorph bail. They create a diversion. They leave Axe and Tobias in the line, making their way towards execution. Axe is in front. They wait as long as they can, but Axe unfortunately reaches the front of the line. This tells me. Uh, I don't know if this is if this is what they made up or what have you, but this is like a really gruesome detail. So like trigger warning that we're talking about animal abuse here because they describe that the way that they are doing this is they're literally using a gun to shoot these, these bull to execute them. They're not like doing like a humane or a more humane way of doing it. They're like just shooting them in the head. He, he acts, of course, tries to avoid the man with the gun because, you know, him being dead is not paramount to the plan, among other things. <laughs> yeah. But he does get tasered. And before he's shot, Rachel shows up in Grizzly Morph to rescue them. Yeah, bitch. They realize that the, 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 the Yerks realize that they have been uh, duped and controllers in Hork-Bajir controllers pour into the room while Tobias and Axe are frantically demorphing to get out of this fucking situation. Hmm. Hmm. The three of them charge off to find the others who are uh, not doing well. <laughs> and Visitor 3 shows up and he's threatening everybody. Uh, Rachel can't force the door in Grizzly Morph, but Axe manages to quickly hardwire the keypad and they flee. Mm-hmm. And then Axe rips out the wires behind him, effectively barricading the door. Mm-hmm. And then they get into this room to find that there are cages with humans who look to be in biostasis. And oh. they discover... They discover what's going on. So th- this computer is a is is kind of a an artificial intelligence mm-hmm. that is programmed to apparently, in, in first and foremost, suck up to Visor Three a lot. Like it's like my primary function is to to oversee the great Visor Three's plan. <laughs> Visor Three is so great. Did you hear that he won world's sexiest yerk three years running? Like, <laughs> It's like, calm it down there, buddy. <laughs> He's not going to call you back. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
but he informs the the uh, the animorphs that this is what is called Project Obedience. So there's a biochemical component that can be injected into the food supply, and it re- effectively removes the free will of anyone who eats it. Because mm-hmm. they realized with this that the Yerk's plan is is that if they make humans like not care about getting Yerk's in their brain, then it's mm-hmm. going to be much easier than like trying to be covert about it. Mm-hmm. So the the others are horrified and they feel defeated. And Cassie is like, "Are y'all fucking serious? You can't remove free will. Even controllers have free will beneath the Yerk who's forcing them to build things." Mm-hmm. And then they notice a lab worker who's been hiding in the corner. And they're like, oh, what the fuck are you doing here? And he's like, y'all might as well just kill me. I'm, I'm dead anyways. Like, it, like, it's over for me. The game is up. And he's like, Visser 3 is going to kill me anyway because I lied. And mm. he confirms that, that Cassie was correct, that the whole project was impossible for the start. But Visser 3 wouldn't accept failure, so he's been faking it. Okay. So basically, Cassie is like, "Yo, this is y'all. No, this is not possible. There's mm-hmm. no way to do that." Mm-hmm. So then, as he's saying this, the door begins to give behind them. So like, "Oh shit, we can't like fucking just sit here and listen to all of this NPCs dialogue anymore. <laughs> we got to move." So they wake the humans up. They get them out of the cages, and then the lab worker's like, "Well, you know, I'll I'll try and I'll try and I'd rather make a run for it than to try and compl- like." tell viscer three what happened so he leads the animorphs and the confused humans out of the plant so the next day they meet up back up at the mall and cassie is like y'all feeling pretty salty now huh that i was right about the whole free will thing and they're like well marco's like you're the only one that could really look at the last few days as anything other than a giant waste of time but at least we saved some animals so they're like other than that the whole project had been a bust from the start so all of their work both the yurks and the animorphs was for nothing but they're like at least we can have some burgers and cassie's like oh my god and everyone's like nom 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 (laughs) (laughs) so that is the best ending (laughs) i've ever heard Mm. I love it. Because, <laughs> <laughs> of course, they're in the food court, so of course they're going to chow down on some burgers. And Cassie's like, ah, Jesus, didn't we just go through this? And they're like, nom, 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 that was delicious. So She's normally, or like, she's she's a vegetarian, like, has been, right? I, I believe so. She's very anti-meat. Okay. In I, it. I w- yeah, that's what I had in my brain about her. So it was like, not only, not only did we just witness... This whole thing, but she's against it, even so, and is mm-hmm. probably like, "You guys, this is why. Like, this is what wh- a reason I'm a- I'm against this. Mm-hmm. You fucking assholes." <laughs> mm-hmm. Yes, yes. And they're exactly. like, "Yeah, burgers." Which <laughs> now I want a burger. <laughs> yeah. I hear you. Okay, so the library ladies have some some lovely notes that they they have in this book. So and I do want to highlight those, and I will link to this if you want to read it because I want to give them. Uh, I will link to their website because I I, I want to give them proper credit. Cool. Yeah. So best question mark body horror moment when axe first morphs human in the very beginning of the book there's some overly graphic descriptions of his mouth forming first but without lips to speak of so and then and then if only visor three had a mustache to twirl 
quote, I'm still never a fan of times when the books fall back on the body humor, like the poo throwing at Visser 3, but it did lead to him cutting off some poor controller's hand and Axe commenting that Visser 3 was not the type of leader who thinks it's important to be popular with his subordinates. So, end quote. So, yeah, he, he but he does uh, make some, quote unquote, pretty great campy orders to the controllers to butcher the Andalite bandits. Very clever, Visser 3. The, the best part was probably the, the, sycoph- the sycophantic hum- manner in which the computer mm-hmm. program spoke about Visser 3's role in Project Obedience. From the book, Project Obedience is the brilliant insight of our great and glorious leader, Visser 3, hero of the tax and rebellion, scourge of the Andalite fleet, conqueror of Earth. So, there is that. So, yeah. Really, really good wrap up on the experiment. So shout out to the library ladies uh, for rescuing my buns on that because <laughs> I uh, normally would get to reading the books to to back up, you know, just a basic plot summary. But unfortunately, I did not have time to do so. Mm-hmm. So uh, we did that. So what do you <laughs> what, any other thoughts or things that you would like to uh, to expose upon the the masses? Not really. I just enjoy being along for the ride and reacting. Okay. And now I want a cheeseburger and that's about it. <laughs> I, I, I am, I am going to a city which does have a, um, a raising cane. So I'm considering actually going a little early to. Yeah. Grab, grab from there possibly. Uh, yeah. Before they make it here, which isn't burger related, but it is, you know, no. It is but, chicken and it is an animal, so you know. And but, you love it a lot and don't have do. one currently. readily accessible currently. Mm-hmm. And I think that is a great way to reward yourself with a task that you are not exactly excited about. So yeah. So with that being said, uh, I want to give you a preview of the next two books, which okay. I haven't done. I've never done this before. So the next two are a book. Uh, next that, time on yes okay, next anyway. time on when we talk about animorphs <laughs> is probably one of my favorite cassie narrated books it is called Ooh. the sickness okay and then there is a a there's Elfangor's secret which i don't think i'll cover here or if we do cover it if we do cover it i'll probably do all three because I, I really want to talk about the reunion which is a marco a marco uh narrated book uh, and the, the one that you said maybe is that like it's a- called it's so it's uh, the book is called Elfangor's Secret. It is the third Megamorphs book. That, right. um, I couldn't think of the name. I was like, it's mm-hmm. a special, right? Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So it does take place between the two books that I've that I've referenced. And it does it does. It is narrated by all six of the the mm-hmm. Animorphs at one point or another. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, that, like if I do if I do go through it, I want to make sure that like I talk about both of them because I don't I just want to split it like that. It just feels weird. Mm-hmm. And uh, I all say about the the um, the reunion is that mm-hmm. it 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 features the return of Marco's mother. Ooh! So we're going back into finding out what is going on over there. Yeah. So there's that. Yeah. If you have any thoughts about it, you can uh, hit us up on Instagram at A-S-W-A-Y-D-P-O-D, or you can add an at gmail.com to it, and then, you know, you can let us know what you think, thoughts via email, and you could also make up a theme song for me, because this is Amelia, what the fuck is this? This is the part of the episode where I find something wild and crazy, kids, and I say show it to Amelia. I mean, part of the voicemail. I didn't say episode. This is not an episode. This is a voicemail we're leaving for you. Ha ha ha. Anyway, uh, I don't give Amelia any context. Bye. Okay, it says that there's sound and short.
Oh no. The fuck? What the fuck? <laughs> what is this? <laughs> this is the epitome of what the fuck is this? <laughs> it's this TikTok and a woman in a mask. Like a like a COVID mask. Not a gorilla mask. <laughs> She's putting down her phone to record her. She also puts down a paper bag. So I'm like, the feeling I'm getting, which I don't really have much reason for feeling this way, but the feeling I'm getting is that she's in like a, like a Chipotle bathroom or something. Because <laughs> there's like tile walls and shit. Anyway. I guess it's maybe not a bathroom because the door has like frosted glass, which I guess it could be a bathroom, but like even frosted glass, I'm a little like, okay. Anyway, the point is that she's putting her phone down and then she stands up and starts dancing. Uh-huh. And some dude opens the door and starts to come in and she's like, whoop! I mean, she doesn't say that, but she's just yeah. basically like grab like bends down grabs the phone real fast like oh shit Mm -hmm. why why are you dancing in a public i i I also love restrooms and also like (laughs) his his reaction when he walks in gets me every time yeah 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 Yeah, i don't know how to describe it but he kind of like Pops his, like, he starts to walk in, and then he sees what's going on, and he just kind of, like, backs up, like, what? <laughs> <laughs> like, what did I just walk into? Which, I mean, yeah, I have, I'm, I want to know that, too. What is this woman doing? Is this some sort of, like, challenge? Is she being hazed in a sorority? Like, what's happening? <laughs> so funny. Oh, my God. Well, so check that funny. out, and let us know your theories on what she's doing and why mm-hmm. so yeah. yeah great times at ridgemont high let me just mm-hmm. uh, uh let amelia tell y'all where you can find us if you are so inclined yeah if you want to reach out to us you can find me at shake meets world on instagram and also at fuck the perfect life which is my business instagram and you can find sherrick at a blacksparrow.com and yeah. that has all the things. Yes, it so, does. So, yeah. Thanks for asking us to contact you. I wish one of these days you would maybe answer the fucking phone, but... Yeah. Um, <laughs> Amelia's losing her patience. Oh, no. But, yeah, I guess we'll... we'll uh, sorry we get your voicemail again this week. Uh, so, yeah. Yeah. And then... Maybe we'll also, when we call you next week, maybe we'll talk about how the bowling alley animation played a detailed and ominous portrayal of my death upon uh, me getting a spare. Okay, bye! Bye! <laughs> <laughs>